0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا عبد القاسم المصطفى محمد الله امسي الله امسي محمد وآلها الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأراضي اللهم اخرجني من دلمات الفح البع- واعكرني من هم الفح Allahumma <laughs> alayna bi rahmatika ya Today, inshallah, we discuss the significance of recitation of the Quran and some of the manners of the recitation. We, alhamdulillah, finished the discussion about Quran being a miracle, so now we want to complete that discussion with something about recitation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many places in the Quran refers to divine revelation and in particular to the Quran. We don't have time to discuss that now, but if you like, uh, I have a paper Revelation as Understood by Muslims, and in that paper which is published in second volume of Islamic reference series, Word of God, <clears throat> and also in a journal published by Institute of Islamic and Arabic Islamic Islamic and Arabic Studies of Vatican called islamo Christiana. That's published also over there. So just briefly the book mentions the book mentions first Surah Rahman beginning of Surah al rahman verses 1 to 4, you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ar-Rahman, al-Qur'an, khalaq al-insan, al First of all, uses the name Ar-Rahman, because as you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has many different names and attributes. But Ar-Rahman is the only one that can be used instead of Allah to refer to God in his in his entirety. Qulid'ullah, Rahman. You can say Allah, you can say Ar-Rahman. So Ar-Rahman and Allah are at the same level. Then under that, you can say Ar-Rahim, Al-Qadir, Al-Alim, Ar-Raza, Al-Ghaffar. But Ar-Rahman and Allah are both referring to the entire reality of God, the Almighty. But it comes from the root Rahmah. Which is very significant, why there is a name equal to Allah from the root of Rahman. So, now, what has Ar-Rahman done? (coughs) Very first thing that Ar-Rahman has done for us, عَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنِ He taught the Quran. After that, خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانِ He created man so the significance of teaching quran is more than creating us if we were created but not guided our creation was not that much significant so ar-rahman allama al-quran khalaqa al al-bayan another great blessing of allah for humanity after teaching quran and creating humanity is to be given the ability to speak, to express themselves. bayan. It's very important. In our relation with people, in our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even maybe in your relation with nature, it's good to speak. If you don't speak, you are not functioning completely. A human being without speaking, he is not a complete human being. Therefore, never stop talking and communicating, even with the people that you may have problems. Unfortunately, sometimes when we have problems with people, at home or community or work, we stop communicating. And this makes the problem worse. Islamically, you should not stop talking to each other more than three days, maximum. That even three days is very, very you know, exceptional, for severe cases. If someone has done, you know, great, bad thing to you, maximum three days. After that, you have to speak. So, عَلَّمَهُ الْبَيَانُ God taught the Quran, created man, and taught the man how to speak, or how to express himself. So, teaching the Quran is very important. Also, one of the tasks of the Prophet, if you remember when we talked about Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he said, oh, right in the dua of Ibrahim salam was, you know, when Ibrahim and Ismail were raising the foundations of Kaaba, وَإِذْ إِبْرَاهِيمُ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ Isma'il. So, they made some duas. One of their duas was, رَبَّنَا فِيهَمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسْهِمْ our Lord, send or raise from them, someone from themselves, he would do three things. One is, Yatlu ayatik. He would recite to them your verses, your communications. Then, يُعَلِّمُهُمُ teaches them the book and wisdom, and then yuzakkihim and purifies them. And the same three are mentioned in three other places in the Quran, but the Purification comes before teaching the Book and Wisdom. Like Surah Jum'ah. Yeah? So Allah accepted the prayer of Ibrahim and Ismail, but corrected the order. <laughs> Brought purification before teaching the Book and Wisdom. So you see, يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ ayatik Or يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ comes first because the very first thing the prophet had to do was to introduce the quran to people that was the basis then on this basis he could build teaching the book and wisdom purification so yatlu yet is very important so teaching the book comes as a priority when you read the quran you have to Think of few things. Of course, if you want to expand. We had this course here in the Hosea, alhamdulillah, online also, Understanding the Quran. <coughs> Sorry, Understanding the Quran is another course. Here we had it, Quranic Sciences. Quranic Sciences, and we talked about how to relate to the Quran. How can you spiritually benefit from the Quran? What should be your mindset? when you read the Qur'an. Alhamdulillah we discussed in a few sessions this topic. But here, very briefly, first of all, you should know that when you read the Qur'an, you are reading a text which is from God, the Almighty. You know, imagine if you have something from a very old writer or philosopher or poet how important it is and if people know for example today there is a work or a poem of a very great poet which is not yet you know discovered but for example if they go somewhere in the I don't know archive of some libraries maybe they find they will spend lots of time and money to go and find a missing book of someone you know, who is important Alhamdulillah, we have been given, without making any, you know, efforts, this great gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from cover to cover. And sometimes I think because we have been given this free of, you know, (laughs) troubles, we don't appreciate it enough. If we had to go everywhere in the world and find pieces by pieces of the Quran, then we would... (laughs) better appreciate now you come to this world and open your eyes and see the Quran on the shelf in your home so maybe you underestimate the greatness of this gift because when something comes to you you know without efforts you may not appreciate unfortunately but we have to remember this doesn't reduce the significance of the Quran this is a book that completely is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also, you have to think that this is the book that Allah has especially sent for you. Even in the previous sessions, we said, Quran is not sent for first generation of Muslims. One reason God chose Quran as miracle for the Prophet was because for God, this miracle is to be for all generations to come. God chose a book because it was a miracle like reviving the dead, like you know, a stick becoming dragon. It was only something that people who lived at that time could witness. But when it is a book, everyone can witness, everyone can directly reflect. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has meant us. It's not a letter, for example that is written for someone else and you read and benefit. It's a letter that is written for all of us. <coughs> Even we have a hadith that some chapters of the Quran are revealed because of people of Akhirul Zaman. Like you know Surah Qul for example some verses of Surah Hadith, Surah Hash. So When you read the Quran, you must know that this is something that is personally given to you. If you have a letter from your father, from your mother, that you are no longer able to see them. But that letter, they wrote it for you. Every time you read this letter, you have a personal attachment to this letter. Because it's from my beloved mother, my beloved father, and they wrote it for me. So, you have to know that Quran is Word of God which is especially said for you. And we have to know that the Quran is not a book or just giving some information. Although you can learn many many things from Qur'an. But it's not just for information. It's not just for, I don't know, reading and getting reward, or reading and enjoying, or entertaining yourself. No, Qur'an is a book uh, of guidance, light. Qur'an has impact on your soul. There are several verses in the Qur'an that Allah refers to the Qur'an as nur. Nuron mubin or nuron we have both light and clear book or clear light and book <coughs> why Qur'an is a clear light isn't it that every light is clear by definition because we say light is ظاهر Something which is clear by itself and clarifies other things. If you want to see something, you use light. But for seeing light, you don't need anything else. So why Allah says Quran is clear light? Every light is clear. What is your opinion? What do you guess? Why Allah says, nurun mubin Yes? Some types of light, although they are clear, but they are clear for not all creatures. You might be in a position that you are not able to see. There are many creatures of Allah who have light, but we are not able to see their light either because the light is short than what we can understand or more. For example, Can you see the light of angels? Angels have light. But we don't see the lights of angels or light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Some people don't understand. Allahul nurul samawati wa al some people don't understand. Light of mu'min. Can you see light of mu'min? Most of the time, no. Unless a mu'min has lots of light, you know, it has to be very uh, strong so that you can see the light. Otherwise, most of the time we don't feel the light. Maybe we feel in our heart there is attraction, but we don't see the light. But Qur'an is a light which is meant to be understandable. So it's a light which is made easy to understand. And this is why even a person who is not a Muslim, a person who doesn't know Arabic, doesn't have any information about Islamic history, about the, you know, life in Mecca, about the Prophet, doesn't know Islamic concepts, he takes a copy of Quran, translated into English or Spanish or German, and just by reading the translation, which by no means is like the original Quran, he says, this is word of God. You know how much this light is filtered by not knowing the language, not knowing the culture, not knowing the names, and so much you know propaganda against Islam. So lots of negativity is also put there. But still, there are people that, with open heart, they read the Quran and they say this word. Of God. I have heard of several stories of people who embrace Islam just because of the Quran. They haven't been to any course, of course, helpful to go to a course. They haven't read any book, although it's very helpful. They just learned Quran. So Quran is the light which is meant to be understood, to be felt. But for the people who have pure hearts, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ So depending on your level of taqwa and depending on your level of ma'rifah, you can understand the Qur'an. The more taqwa you have, the more ma'rifah you have, the more you understand the Qur'an. The other thing is that When we read the Qur'an, we would establish a very close relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, you, inshallah, would be able to get your requests from Allah, even maybe without mentioning the request. For example, there is a hadith from Imam Sadiq which is a hadith Qudsi. Divine saying Mr. Imam Sadiq, mm-hmm. quotes this hadith uh, from his fathers and finally from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that says, if someone instead of asking me for something, he gets involved in my remembrance. You know, Many people, unfortunately, many of us, when we speak to Allah, we are only thinking about our hajat, our request. Either we want, you know, job, we want money, we want salary, we want to marry, we want children, we want, I don't know, at least sawab It's hardly we call Allah and talk to Him just because we miss Him and we love Him. It's very, you know, in a sense, disrespectful. I'm not saying it's bad, you know, but it's very disrespectful. Imagine what you feel if people talk to you but they are all the time looking at your pocket if your children <laughs> that you love them they come to you but when they speak to you you know that either they mention i want a bicycle i want money i want you know this i want that or even if they don't mention but you know that this is what is in their mind you, you know your heart is broken these people never you know ask me to spend some time with them, you know, out of love and friendship. They are just trying to take something from me. <coughs> so, unfortunately, many times when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't ask to get nearer to him. We don't ask you know, for his love, for high, you know, ranks. We ask for some hajags, which are personal or, you know, worldly. Which is good. It's okay. I'm not saying don't... Don't ask this. I'm saying don't limit it to this. But this hadith says, if someone gets involved in my remembrance without asking me for his hajat, I would give him more than what I have given to the people who have been asking me. So those who have asked for money, for you know, job, for I don't know. Other things, I would give such person that out of love for me and out of you know a sense of embarrassment. He didn't ask anything, but I know his heart I would give him more than others. About the effect of the Quran in enlightening heart, there is a hadith from. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which he talked to Abu Dhar. You know Abu Dhar? Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, one of the famous companions of the Prophet. Rasulullah told him عَلَيْكَ بِالْتِلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ اللَّهِ Two particular things that Rasulullah asked him to make sure that he would not fail in observing them. One is recitation of the Quran, And second is to remember Allah kathiran, in abundance, as much as you can. In Surah Ahzab, Ya Ayuhaal-Ladina ladheena Aman, Uthkurullaha dhikran, kathiran. You know, for everything there is a limit. Prayer, 17 rakah wajibs, 34 rakah nawafir. Fasting, one month of Ramadan. Hajj, once in your life, when you are Mustati. But for dhikr, there is no limit. Anytime you are supposed to remember Allah, even if you go to bathroom, to washroom, I don't know, to eat, if you are walking, if you are, I don't know, sleeping, as soon as you are conscious, you should remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the people who fall in love with someone you know, if you love, fall in love with someone, the very first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up is your beloved. And the very last thing that is in mind before you go to sleep is your beloved. And even when you are sleeping, you are dreaming of your beloved. <laughs> it never leaves you alone. It is said that when... Majnun was killed, and his blood came out. He had so much of love for lady in his blood that when his blood came out, wrote lady. Yeah. Was flowing on the floor, so wrote lady. So, when you really love someone, and this is of course what we call. This is not real love. The real love is only for Allah. But even if you experience this type of love, then you would see you have, would have no rest till you meet your beloved. And no matter what your beloved you know does to you, you just want to be with him. Even if he's shouting at you or she's shouting at you, you say, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> she's talking to me. Excellent. She has not stopped talking to me. You know, they say that uh, Majnun realized that Laili is distributing niyaz, you know, food. So, at that time, they didn't have that much of these, you know, disposable. So people, still in some places, people take their containers and they put niyaz and they take. So, he took also a container and hoping that she would put, you know, niyaz on his, you know, plate also. So, she gave to everyone, but when so his plate, threw it away. Threw it and broke it. And he was very happy. <laughs> he said, look, there is something special between me and her. <laughs> he doesn't treat she doesn't treat me like other. Garash Bud Garan, Shera Sabuya Man beskast Lady. If she had any desire or inclination towards someone else, why she broke my plate? So this shows that there is something special between us. So when you really love someone. You want just to be with that person. Even if some bala comes to you, some calamity comes to you, you appreciate that. Because these you are treated in a special way. There is some plan for you. (laughs) Okay, so we have to remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala out of love more than we love anyone else. عَلَيْكَ بِتْلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ وَذْذِكْرِ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا Try to recite the Qur'an, read the letter of your beloved and remember him in abundance. فَإِنَّهُ ذِكْرٌ لَكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ وَنُورٌ لَكَ فِي الْأَرْضِ This would be leading to you being remembered in heaven. In the kingdom of God you will be remembered because you have remembered you know God in this world you will be remembered and also would be a light for you on the earth so you get light here and you would be remembered with respect in the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then very quickly, we refer to some of the etiquettes. There are some etiquettes which are what we call al-adab outward etiquettes and manners. Like, for example, you should have wuzu. OK? You should face qibla. You should brush your teeth, your mouth, From which Quran is going to come out should be clean. Having a good dress, being in a place that would not be too many, you know, there would be too many distractions or noise. No, you know, imagine if after a long time, suppose you have traveled, you are away. Unfortunately, many of these concepts are now gradually missing because of, you know, email and, you know, this thing. But in the past, sometimes, you know, you had to wait a few months to receive a letter. These letters were very special. So when you get a very special letter, but even today, for example, if you get a special letter, what do you do? And you are, for example, uh, surrounded by thousands of people, you know, lots of noise. You don't open the letter. You try to find a quiet place, you be private, alone, okay? Without a stress, you carefully open the letter and start reading. From the top to the bottom, from the top to bottom. You know, sometimes few times you read the letter and then you put it on your heart. This should be the example of Muhammad with the Quran. You find a place that you can be alone, not being distracted by people, not being, you know, rushed. Read the Qur'an and enjoy it. This is why especially it is recommended to have some recitation in the night. During the day is good. I'm not saying don't read the Qur'an, but I'm saying don't lose the chance of reciting Qur'an in the night. Amirul al-Mumini in khutbiyy al when he describes the pious people, he says, "Ammal leil fasafuna akdama hum talina l'ajza al-Qur'an yurattilunhu taqtila." In the night, they stand salatu leh. They recite the Qur'an very. Uh, slowly, carefully, because it said you're a means not to rush. Heftul ada ul You'd say everything properly with good pace, not too fast. I'm told, In the night, they start, uh, you know, reciting the Quran. Yhaznun and They make themselves sad. means seriously they read the Qur'an. You know, if you read the Qur'an and laugh, this is not a sign of seriousness. The joy is there, but joy is different from laughing. It's a serious issue. Okay? When you read the Qur'an, you must know that here you have solution for your problems. You have treatment for your illness. Have you got problems or not? You cannot say, I don't have any problems. If you don't have any problems, it means you are a problem yourself. <laughs> Those who are themselves problem, they say, we don't have problem. Yes, you, are, you don't have problem because you are a problem. But every moment who has some aims and, you know, is struggling to, move towards Allah, definitely feels that he has lots of problems. I have lots of, you know, problems in me. I have lots of problems around. So, solution is in the Qur'an. If you have illnesses of heart, treatment is in the Qur'an. They try to get Ill- treatment for the illness from the Qur'an. فَإِذَا مَرُّوا بَآيَةٍ فِيهَا If they read a verse which is about punishment, they stop say, what if this is going to happen to me? You shouldn't say, no, I am not that type of person who goes to hell. Who has given you guarantee? If you are not careful, you may also go there. If you are not careful, you have to be careful. I told you maybe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before creation of Adam had told angels that he's going to test them. Quran says, Allah said, I am going to create a human being. And you are going to be asked to do sajda. This much is mentioned in the Quran. In hadith says, angels knew that one person is going to fail. So angels were worried. They used to go to Iblis and ask him to pray for them. Because Iblis at that time was in a very high position. And Iblis used to tell them, don't worry. I am praying for you. Those who are not worried at all, we have to worry about them. Because a mu'men is always worried. Fear should always be there, of course, with hope. But fear should not disappear. There must be always fear and hope. So um, Amir al says, When these muta'in in in the night read the Qur'an and reached ayat, the verses which are about punishment, they think that this may happen to them And they are so seriously reading these verses as if they are hearing the noise of fire. And when they read the verses which are about heaven, when there is encouragement and good news, then again, they take it very seriously as if they are seeing heaven. So, when we read the Quran, it's good to have a time like night that you can really concentrate and reflect and try to apply to yourself. If there is anything good, check, do I have this good quality? If there is any bad quality, do, do am I free from it or not? Reflection is also very important. Tadabbur. Reflection. Quran is a book that has a surface but it's very deep. Don't think it is just a surface. It's very deep. Imagine if in our life we were always remaining at the surface. For example, you are given an orange. If you are just at the surface, you never thought there is such a delicious, you know, fruit. If you are just at the surface. Even banana, if you are just at the surface. Yes, it's interesting, it's beautiful. Even the skin is beautiful. But what is inside is different. The surface is beautiful. But it's a deep ocean. And no one... Will ever reach end of it because it's manifestation of Allah's knowledge and no one can reach end of it. Okay, even if you spend thousands of years reflecting on the Quran, you will not reach end of it. Actually, the more you go down, horizons will be open more. So you know, sometimes you know, like uh, something. There was a, there's a college in London, near, you know, Kensington. When you look at it from outside, it's just like a house, just maybe two doors. When you go inside, it's always huge. You know, it has many buildings, gardens, but from outside, you see little. So, me and you, when we look at the surface of the Quran, say, you know, a few hundred pages. This is just entrance. Then afterwards, there is no matter of pages or verses or chapters. It's an ocean, But the entrance is little. If you go through it, then it will be open. So never we would be able to exhaust understanding the Quran. And also, recitation should be... Made beautiful, especially you are young, Mashallah. Many of you are young, and try to learn how to re- re- recite Quran beautifully. Everyone, of course, should do this, but especially young people, because Inshallah, Allah gives you long life. I don't know, Inshallah, fifty or sixty years, so you can use this. And spend few hours, get lessons on how to recite Quran beautifully, and then all your life, you, your children, people can benefit. When Quran is recited with beautiful voice, then it shows appreciation. Otherwise, you know, if, you know, imagine if something is a very, very eloquent poem and you are not able to read it properly, then you are somehow damaging the beauty. I'm not saying stop reciting Quran right now, but I'm saying please, as long as you are young and you have time, spend good time on this. If you spend maybe just, I don't know, maximum you know 50, 60 hours, you know, then you get the basics, and then with practice you can improve by listening. You know, you can improve inshallah. Amirul Mu'inilin said, "أحسن تلاوته فإنّه us Try to recite the Quran beautifully and properly because that's the most beneficial stories. Or we have Hadith and Everything has a way to beautify, a kind of adornment. And for Quran Quran is beautiful voice. Because Quran is a word which is meant to be recited. It's not just, you know, a text. Many important aspects of Quranic beauty comes when it is recited. Even don't just read it, you know, in your heart. Read it aloud. And, you know, let your ear also hear the Quran. Okay, inshallah we continue a discussion about prophethood by talking about seal of prophethood next week wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah rabb al ala muhammad